0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Gen Zero Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Doug. And this week, we actually got another short. But I kind of wish we didn't have one this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: This this week's short was uh, Pikachu's Island Adventure.
0: And it would have been good. It would have been really passable. It could have been a contender. yeah. I mean, you think about it, Meowth actually did shit that was effective in this episode. Um, he's, he was, the ma- he's the main antagonist. Ex- There's an
1: antagonist in this. Yeah, short. exactly.
0: But the problem with it was that the narrator decided to translate everything the Pokemon said. Yeah. He was s-
1: constantly talking over each of the Pokemon as the Pokemon were trying to, you know, say their names. As they right.
0: Do. It was like a really bad dubbing. Hmm. So that's the main through line for this thing. So we'll get right into it. It starts off on an island, as you would expect, because it's called Pikachu's Island Adventure. And it's just Ash and company's Pokemon. Uh, they're not anywhere to be found. No, uh, again. Start or finish, like always. Well, like the last several main ones. And the one problem... The the first thing you'll notice when you watch this is the, the ba- all the background art is done with, like what looks like cardboard cutout stuff. Pikachu and everyone else just a whole too many to name at this point. <laughs> uh they're all hanging out on the island on the shores of the island when a why not shows up. And I'm assuming this is the same why not as the last time because
1: are you saying all why not look the
0: same? Well, yeah, they do. That's what they are. But uh this one's all beat up because apparently Meowth... And all of Team Rocket's Pokemon had taken over a smaller island that has like a big ass Pokemon playground on it. And not only did they kick out the Y Not and a bunch of other Why Not, which were in that one the Pikachu's camp Pikachu, it also kicked out a pair of Pichu brothers. Yeah, so I'm which assuming it may, may not be the P- actual Pichu brothers. I'm assuming it's the same ones, because come on. Um also a Weasel was there, in the in the playground and got kicked right. out. I Benamma. thought it was weird after right after that uh, the last movie there was a Weasel and a Chatot in this short. Yeah. So I don't understand. Like. Uh, that's another thing. I,
1: the Team Rocket party of Pokemon also has a Chatot, which is not a Team Rocket Pokemon. Right. As well as uh, Expo Loud. Yep. And, and Hariyama. Yeah. Those three, which are not actually members of Team Rocket or have been owned by Team Rocket at any point in time, yeah. Also, Meowth is wearing a bunch of
0: cowboy outfit, yeah, like a cowboy hat and like suit. Maybe it's a, another poke at America, but of course, hold on. of course, Pikachu agrees to help uh, the Why Not and the Pichu get their little island back from Meowth. So, how do they decide to do that? By the narrator telling us the thing well, No, I mean by. <laughs> they train the Why Not and the Pichu and. Not no, not, the Weasel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Swampert trains the Weasel. Right. Corfish tries to train everyone how to headbutt, basically. Pikachu teaches the Pichu brothers how to use Thunderbolt. Uh, Squirtle teaches all of them how to dodge. And. Corfish
1: teaches them how to use.
0: Uh, their uh, Why Not's moves, like Mirror Coat. Reflect.
1: They said they had protect, but they didn't really use it. Yeah, Safeguard. Standard why-not
0: moves. Right. So after this little training montage, they get on the only entrance to this other island, a rope boat thing. I think they're pretty cool.
1: Ah. I've seen them used for other things, too.
0: Yeah. I I think you could have just built a bridge, but... uh, Yeah, what basically it is, it's a, a... Kind of like a cable car, but with a boat. It's a pulley system. Yeah. And while they're going across, Corphish almost cuts the rope that they're using to pull themselves across with it. In the next scene, we get to see Meowth talking to Cacnea and uh, Wobbuffet. Wobbuffet. Yeah. And he's having dreams about making a theme park on this small-ass island. But while he's doing that, he sees Pikachu... So he decides to get on his own boat going the other way, and I guess just head on collide with them. Well, I know Cacneo was gonna use like, pin fist or whatever, but it didn't really seem like they had a plan there. No,
1: it just seems like they were just gonna hey, we're gonna slam into you.
0: But they don't make it far enough because Corfish does what he was going to do to their boat, to Meowth's. he Just cuts the rope and they fall into the water. And, yeah, Pikachu and his little party get onto the small island, and they're kind of looking over, surveying the entire area. In there. And then the Exploud and Horiyama jump down and stop them. And this is where you get like a, a little chase scene. Kind of like the um, the one from the Rocket Base, where all the Pokemon uh, the, are the chasing. The
1: Base yeah. one,
0: uh, Pokemon Dance Party. Right, where they're being, where each group is being chased by a different group, like Pikachu and the Pichu Brothers get chased down a slope. By meowth and they like hold up the board and meowth and cackmere slam into it. Hariyama is attacking one Pokemon and then Combuskin comes up from behind and uses Flamethrower on its butt, making it jump into the water. Um, Explod's chasing another set of Pokemon and gets stuck in a tire swing, a bunch of tire swings. More tires.
1: Yeah, more tires.
0: <laughs> Eventually they all get rounded up into one one on one or one big group versus another big group. Explaud and Hariyama use cyper beam. Yeah, cyper beam, solar beam, and hyper beam together scatters all all of Pikachu's group. Obviously, yeah, because it, it's two really powerful attacks. But the second time they try to do it after a turn half is passed, because you've got to recharge.
1: You've Got to recharge, and you got to charge at sunlight. Yeah.
0: When they use solar and hyper beams, uh, the why not? One of the why nots uses mirror coat. And then all of them use Safeguard and then Reflect. Meowth tries to do his own thing, and then Buizel uses Razor Wind, and they all land on a one side of a seesaw. And then I forget. Donphan. Oh, right. Donphan jumps on yep. the other side and launches them into the air. And this could have been it. This is where they could have ended it.
1: Yeah, they, they, they blasted off. They, they won back their island.
0: They could have all had their nice, heartfelt goodbye and went their separate ways. But no, Pikachu has to find watermelons.
1: <laughs> we have a playing montage where they're all going around playing with the little the Pokemon Park recreations. Because
0: yeah. it's Pokemon Park. But and yeah. Pikachu th- finds a grove of watermelons. And the first thing they do is throw them in the water and play with them in the water for whatever they reason. They go swimming
1: with watermelons. watermelon.
0: Yes. <laughs> and then... Eventually, Pikachu realizes that you can use these watermelons for a seed-spitting contest. Uh, which Pikachu wins, I should say. Which, uh, out of three, what was it, Combusken, Donphan, and Pikachu. I never thought Donphan would have won that. Yeah, me too. Or maybe Munchlax, but he probably would have just swallowed them all anyway. Was there a Munchlax there? Yes. I didn't even realize the Munchlax was there. Yeah. yeah, when they were all playing in the water, the Munchlax just straight up ate his whole... <laughs> and then we get the stereotypical sunset but no goodbye it was just pikachu watching the sunset and then it cut to the credits with the worst uh. thing i've heard in the pokemon series to date and that includes the mirage master short Ooh man this was worse and it's more offensive because they call it the hoenn poke rap which means they probably used it in the credits for the hoenn uh, anime, which well, makes it worse.
1: Watch and see, check that out, because yeah. I it, can't imagine using this for anything, because this is
0: fucking terrible.
1: Honestly, this is by far the worst short
0: scene. And it's, I think it's the worst, because it had a lot of potential. It could have been really good had they just cut out the narrator doing the translation. It could have been perfectly fine, or at least passable.
1: Like the background is, they still bothered me a bit. I know they weren't that bad, like yeah. you were saying, but the fact that the backgrounds were kind of just.
0: Cardboard cutouts. Yeah,
1: super, just like imposed in kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah, the fact that th- this short's song was absolute garbage. God,
0: yeah, it was fucking terrible. Thank God it gets better from here. And that's the short. That's Pikachu's Island Adventure. There's not much substance to it, but. If you can stand listening to the narrator for 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah, if you can f- find a version without the narrator in it, it's actually worth it. Alright, all right then we'll get right into the movie okay this one starts off with a uh, what i think is a really cool intro compared to some of the older ones like the way it introduces each of the old movies with like a little action shot of like mewtwo firing shadow ball off like on a like weird uh plateau and they all
1: seem to be in some kind of like yeah, like a battle plateau. Like, there's the a yeah. giant Pokeball made out of, like, it's a mountain. Right. And they're all flying around this thing.
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool. And it went all the way up to Manaphy, yeah. With Kyogre yeah. and Manaphy at the very end. And then it goes into another version of the intro where it's Brock, Ash, and this time Dawn, the newest female companion. They're all walking forward uh, with, like, screen shots of the movies playing behind them. Which I thought was kind of redundant to have both...
1: The both legendaries and the screenshot recaps? Yeah.
0: It's kind of weird, but yeah, it wasn't too bad. One or the other would have sufficed. Then it introduces our newest adventure in the space-time rift. It just plunges us right into that. Yeah, it doesn't even mess around. The Next thing we see after the intro is Palkia and Dialga fighting. They are pissed at each other, like they always are. Um, But that lasts for all of, like, two minutes. And then we get treated to a man reading a diary of a person. We'll find out his name is Godi, eventually. And the first line he reads is, Two entities that should never meet... Collide something something. No, this is bad. Um, obviously, it's talking about the and Palkia because well, it's yeah. what they showed us. Yeah, and that's what we show, They show us again is them fighting again. Uh, Palkia's shoulder gem gets cracked. The next scene is an hourglass from the dude's study falls to the floor and shatters. And we get the title card of Dark Cry Oh, I'm sorry, the rise of Dark Cry. And then we get, of course, Ash, Brock and Dawn walking to another town like they always do. Uh they're going to Alamos town for a Pokemon contest.
1: Yeah, it can't all be about Ash and his gym badges, you know you have, no. to, you have to have the secondary characters do their thing every so often. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they they get there through the wrong road because Alamos is a an island city on a large plateau yeah jutting out of the water which means there's a specific bridge
1: to get there right and when they get to the edge of the lake they can see the city fine right about maybe 100 yards for, ahead of them right and maybe 100 yards
0: straight up yeah not more but they're rescued by a person in a hot air balloon uh her name is Alice, and she's from Alamos Town, and Brock is ashamed that he doesn't know who she is because she is not in his, as he puts it, Little Blue Book of Babes. So we have an official name for that book <laughs> he's carrying around.
1: I, I just love that book because like, it keeps coming up.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been referenced at least three times now, and now we have a full name.
1: Can anyone tell us if they have has that book in the series? Because yeah. I don't remember that book.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I definitely wasn't in Gen 1, so I couldn't tell you. And we've gotten a Max replacement since Max and May are now gone. Krogunk, Brock blocks Brock when he's hitting on Alice. And it's better than Max, at least. It's uh, gone in a second.
1: Do you, do you want to poison jab to the the bubble?
0: <laughs> well, I don't want to deal with Max, so... Apparently, Alice explains that she is a pot, part-time air balloon tour guide for the city and a part-time music student, and she displays her musical prowess by whipping out a leaf, holding the broad end of the leaf against her lips and blowing into it. Now, I don't know about you, but the last time I held a leaf like that to my face and blew into it, I made a fart sound. (laughs) (laughs) just... (laughs) Not... Not the music that she plays, which is like a fully orchestrated piece. Well, clearly, you have to be a music student to to, be a part time music student. But I'll let that go because it's not nearly as bad as some of the stuff we've seen.
1: No, no. This this one is quite. is one of the least offensive ones, I think. Yeah, for Pokemon
0: logic of any kind. Um, The next thing is uh, Team Rocket in a Cataneo balloon. I guess they ditched their mouth balloon for a different mascot now. And they're looking at a bunch of uh, Drift Bloom and one Drift Blim. And that's really it. They get gusted away. The Drift Blim uh, does have some like radio equipment with it. Right. Which we'll find out what that's all about later. For a while there, I just thought that was part of Drift Blim and I never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing we see with Team Rocket and they're not very effectual in this movie again then as part of our tour of the city we see the what's called the space-time towers which is basically two large spires connected at the bottom by like a, a cathedral in a sense it's, it's kind of like
1: uh, notre dame if the towers went higher way higher and connected like they also reconnect like, in the middle, yeah, like, they, mid-tower. Yeah, they have a few like
0: bridges, too, connecting them. But yeah, there's a large cathedral at the bottom, and in the middle between the two is another set of stairs that just go all the way up between the two towers, which is kind of dumb in a way, in a lot of ways. <laughs> you, you don't want to have a single stair- spiral staircase open to the elements like it is. Let alone when you have two spires that go up that same distance anyway. You could just have the spiral staircase inside the towers. It's Archie. Yeah. And while we're looking at the space-time towers, these weird waves of energy start flowing over the town. Um, and it starts messing with instruments like the, the research guys' instruments, but that's really all that happens there. Alice offers Ash, Brock, and Dawn a grand tour of the city once they land. And this is where we get our theme song, which is pretty inoffensive. It's just your standard anime theme song. Yeah, it's not bad. We do see during the scene the kid and mom from. What was it? Was it Lucario? It was the Lucario movie who was telling the story, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Yes? Yeah, I
0: yeah. think so. We get to see them. They're eating cotton candy. Oh,
1: uh, and of course, because it's the theme song being played, uh, we have to have Pokemon battle going on.
0: Right. Ash fights a Torterra with his Pikachu because he still hasn't learned. Dawn fights an Empeleon with her, her pip-lup, piplup because apparently she doesn't know shit either. To be fair, she's just starting out. Yeah. And Brock fights him for an ape with, fuck, what was he? gunk With a crow gunk and, it's, yeah, well, Poison, I don't think Poison's very good Oh, it's fire. a Poison fighting, I think. I don't oh, know, something. it's a fucking Cro-Gunk, he's just I, I Just yeah, use Earthquake, it, Earthquake. That's it, true.
1: But, in case you haven't noticed, their opponents are all the final evolution of this
0: gen's starters. Which is a theme. Uh, after the fights. Alice takes them on a tour of the gardens nearby and tells them that the garden was also designed by this guy named Goaty, who designed the, the space-time towers. And it was designed to allow Pokemon and humans to interact really well with each other. So, of course, first chance he gets, Ash has to release all of his Pokemon. He yeah. just really loves
1: throwing those Pokeballs in the air. Seriously.
0: That's why he called that Horde of Tauros. Was just so he could throw them all into the air one day. Uh, Brock and Dawn follow suit, of course, and release all of their Pokemon, and they all just start having a little play session around the garden. Eventually, Piplup's trying to pick some berries from this little bush, and like a bunch, of, I think it's what a pom and another Pokemon come by and steal the two berries it was going for, and then when it tries to get the last berry, a Shinx comes by and grabs it too, and they start fighting over it, which. It eventually involves a Pokemon street fight happening. Alice eventually calms them down with her stupid leaf, wh- leaf whistle thing. But you're setting a precedent for later in the right. movie. Yeah, apparently the song she plays has a soothing effect, a calming effect on the Pokemon. Right after this, Gallade shows up, uh, who apparently, I'm not sure if it's Alice's Pokemon or it's just. I think
1: it's just a wild Pokemon. It shouldn't right. be anyone's specifically. Yeah.
0: It just comes right up to Alice and calls her away. This is where Alberto shows up, Baron Alberto. Yeah, well, we don't get that name first because Alice calls her out, calls him Alberto. Um, and they're looking at these pillars that have been warped by some weird magic or something. They you can't really tell; it just looks like someone grabbed them and twisted them, but they're made of stone. Yeah, so
1: like, it kind of looked like they melted at the bottom yeah. to me. Yeah.
0: Uh, Alberto blames Darkrai for this, because Darkrai causes nightmares, so why wouldn't it melt stone?
1: Because clearly that's the same power as nightmares.
0: Yep, clearly. So, yeah, there's something rustling in the bushes, and uh, Lickalily, who is Alberto's only Pokémon, apparently, uses Hyperbeam and attacks the bushes, and it wasn't Darkrai, it was... Alice's best friend, Tonio, which is a really, really, really bad shortening of, I guess, Antonio. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. That's his actual name, not just Tonio. Tonio. Oh, that would be even worse.
1: Now, this is the researcher we have seen in several scenes prior. Right. And he's um, tracking the weird energy that we saw
0: right, flowing about. Yeah, he calls them space-time abnormalities that he's looking for. And during this scene, we find out that Alberto wants to marry Alice. But she's already kind of uh, enthralled by this Tonio dude. <laughs> because uh, we get a very, very like short flashback here. Where Alice is laying... Uh, uh, presumably uh, a young Alice is laying on the ground unconscious. And she wakes up to see Tonio looming over her. And she smiles at him so... So who knows? Not creepy. Not creepy yeah. at all. Two seconds of flashback. Uh, we then get another scene of Dialga and Palkia fighting. This is where Darkrai shows up. Um Licky lily tries to attack it with, or er, Licky-Licky, Yeah, Licky-Licky. Fucking, I hate that Pokemon. Licky-Licky tries to attack it with Hyper Beam, but misses. Then Darkrai tries to use Dark Void on Licky-Licky misses and hits Ash with it, causing Ash to be trapped in what seems like the Shadow Realm. It <laughs> <laughs> was the first thing I thought of as soon as it showed up. It was just a darker version of where he is and everyone else has disappeared. He sees Dark Cry again, so he tries to throw a... What what does he throw? Uh, he throws his, one of his Pokemon. I don't know yeah, who it is. It was a fire type, I think. But it burns up in midair. The Pokeball does. Darkrai then runs off and Ash sees Pikachu off in the distance. And then a giant hole opens up between them, sucking them both in. And that's when Ash gets electrocuted awake. Apparently he was having a really bad nightmare, like you said. Darkrai causes nightmares.
1: You also saw uh, a shadowy version of Palkia.
0: Right, I didn't even notice that at all when it happened. Yeah, I couldn't
1: tell. That was one of the first things I saw when you did that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, after this... Tonio mentions that he needs to do more research on these space-time anomalies, and he shows Alice a picture of Alicia, who is apparently Alice's grandmother, and she's sitting on a bench with in this picture with uh, Gody. Stupid fucking names in this movie, man.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, Gody and Tonio Alberto.
0: I'm fine with
1: like Alberto.
0: But, yeah, he definitely should have been... He should have had an accent. Yeah, more Spanish
1: or something. And not bright cotton candy pink hair.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's an anime. Everyone's going to have stupid colors. He's got to have the same
1: color as his Pokemon.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, and on the back of this picture is a musical... Score. Score. Yeah, that's what it's called. After seeing this, I think Tonio reveals the story behind Alicia? Or maybe it's just a flashback. No, it's a... Story... shit, I can't remember. But the story goes that uh, Darkrai got injured while fighting a Shinx or a Lucio. And uh, Alicia went over to help heal him. And yeah, yeah, it was a story. because It was told that Darkrai opened his heart to Alicia. So he stayed in the garden to protect her, basically. And while also reading this in Gody's diary, I guess... Antonio also reads the phrase, I need to leave Aracion. And that's all we really get of that. And then we get to see Team Rocket for their like biggest role in this this movie. They are pretending to be TV personalities, a, a whole TV crew, and they want to interview Alberto because he's going to fight Darkrai. And they're doing this so they can get Dark Cry, basically. So, no, it's not going to work. No. Nope. I mean, they're Team mm. rockets. so obviously it's not going to work, but either way.
1: There's no logic behind that either.
0: Well, maybe they're waiting for Antonio to fight Dark Cry and weaken it, and then they'll throw a Pokeball out and catch it.
1: Cry can take a lot. We see that eventually. Yeah. A lot.
0: The next scene is Dawn buying a Lunar Wing from who I'm almost certain is the same guy who sells may the uh, dream catcher or wish catcher
1: he looks very similar the voice is completely different but yeah i'm pretty sure like you it it's supposed to be the same guy right he has the exact same look
0: also it was a nice nod to chrysalia with the lunar wing i thought that was cool uh featuring chrysalia is the polar opposite of Darkrai, right. which is I was hoping for Chriselli to show up at any point during this movie, but not. To be
1: fair, we we have enough legendaries in this movie. Yeah.
0: Then they go through the Space and Time Towers, and they go up to Tonio's research area. And they find papers scattered everywhere, and Tonio's laying on the floor unconscious. And uh, Alice gets all freaked out, goes to wake him up, and apparently he was just sleeping on the floor like that. I guess he just got tired and decided to sleep on the floor with all of his papers. askew. I guess it's better than sleeping on in
1: your inner chair.
0: Mm. I don't know. That looked like a hardwood floor. After this, though, um, Dawn makes mention of the music playing because we do get a scene of like it's kind of like bells. Like you made a nature, uh, you made the Notre Dame reference already. It's kind of like the bells there every hour. I would assume. Yeah, music plays every
1: hour. They- is stated and it plays, oh, okay. except
0: if you want to play special music. And then you can
1: just pull the lever and...
0: Yeah, play it anyway. And apparently... Oh, I remember why now. Because Piplup almost knocks down one of the discs, like the this, ah. the, the faceplate of the disc. Oh, yeah, when, catches they're in, when they're in his lab. Right. So Tony was like, hey, you want to go to the top and play one of these discs? and dawn i almost said may <sighs> dawn is really adamant about this so they start going to the top but the problem is it's that spiral staircase in the middle that they have to use and it's very high up i want to say like 10 stories up maybe
1: it has to be higher that, that yeah. thing is stupidly high Stupid-tah.
0: so but dawn's like okay we're gonna make it so ash decides well if You've got this much energy, I have to double it. So he starts running up, saying, I'll race you to the top. And about halfway up, I would say, Ash is already exhausted because it's a freaking hike. And he looks out and sees everyone else in the hot air balloon that Alice has floating their way to the top. Like because a bunch of it, assholes.
1: Hey, just because they're smarter than him.
0: Oh, Brick is smarter than Ash, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Get, they all eventually get to the top, and we get to see how this music disc works. Apparently, there's a, a much larger disc with five holes in it, and you put a disc in one of the holes, and you pull a lever, and it basically... It's kind of like one of those uh, player piano drums. It's just a giant CD player. Well... Okay, you th- could say it like that, but it, it's it got notches, if you look on the bottom, it's got notches yeah. like a player piano drum does, so, and it basically breeds that, and there's a tower, I don't know where exactly this, this stringed tower is, somewhere inside one of the space-time towers, and... It could be both. Yeah, yeah, they could be playing in concert, and the strings all have little hammers like a piano that play it, and... That's how the music's played. And it's probably one of the least stupid Pokemon tech things I've ever seen. It actually seems like something that's clearly plausible in real life. Yeah. I mean, a little impractical, maybe, but... It's artsy. It's not supposed to be practical. Right. So, it's, it's it's a refreshing change of pace from some of the stupid Pokemon tech we've seen. Right after they get outside of the towers, though, the trainers from the theme song... The, the, the three fully evolved starter trainers want to have another fight. But it gets interrupted because in another dimension, Dialga and Palkia are still fighting. And Dialga decides to leave. Palkia, Palkia leaves. Oh, did I say Dialga? Yep, wrong one. Uh, yeah, Palkia leaves. And it creates a rift in space that just so happens to be directly above Alamos City. And this creates, like, a big white flash of light above the city that distracts everyone. Uh, At this point, Darkrai shows back up in the center of town. Baron Alberto attacks it. And it uses, Darkrai uses Dark Void on a massive amount of Pokemon. Pretty much almost every Pokemon in the city gets hit with this Dark Void attack. Putting them to sleep, I should mention. Yeah, Dark Void's only effect is it puts them to sleep. Yes, but it can be used on it. On multiple opponents at the same yeah. time, and the problem is though,
1: because Darkrai is what it is, it causes nightmares to any Pokemon right. that are asleep near it. So yes. that's what's causing the actual issues.
0: Right. Ash then goes after Darkrai down a dark alley, and during this trip, he sees a floating Bibarel just floats by through a wall. Yep, goes into goes out of a wall, goes into a different wall. Uh he does use Pikachu to use Thunder Shock on the Dark Cry, but it really doesn't do much. Uh, the Baron shows up, tries to use Licky Licky on the Dark Cry, Dark Cry counters with Dark Void, puts the Licky to licky to sleep <laughs> and then oh, man. probably the weirdest thing in this movie happens. Baron Alberto himself transforms into Licky Licky. Like, it gets, he gets really fat and really pink, and he turns into a Licky Licky. Yeah. He, he still has a sash.
1: It's, besides talking, that's pretty, pretty much the only reason you can tell he's still the Baron. Right. Because he has that sash.
0: I should mention that Team Rocket are still here as the TV crew, but they don't fucking do anything. Ash then goes to the Pokemon Center, where everyone else is right now, caring for the nightmare-sleeping nightmare Pokemon. Um... Team Rocket's is carrying the Baron, no, carrying Licky Licky. The Baron's just walking on his own accord.
1: There are a bunch more of the Phantom dreaming Pokemon floating around.
0: Yeah, and I think it is Tonio probably who mentions that since the Dream World, uh, yeah, the Dream World is merging with the real world, so this is why we see all, the Phantoms are basically the dreams of the Pokemon, and apparently Licky Licky's dream is to be baron alberto which is why he turned into a licky licky and the trainers come back the 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 evolved form trainers come back and mention that the town's gone all silent hill on them there's a big ass fog surrounding the entire town and there's only one way out like we said that bridge and if you run straight into it you end up running straight back out back to the town and we get a nice little Defog reference. I thought that was cool to mention yeah. that. Because it's an HM, so you don't yeah, really get yeah. that much. Well, it's an HM for like one game. That's
1: because that game had so many HMs. It terrible. At this point, Baron Licky Licky... Yeah. Uh, ...decides that he's going to create an angry mob because this is still all Dark Rise doing. Yep. Because clearly he made everyone sleep. Clearly he separated them from Everyone's their world right. and did all these terrible things to making him big and pudgy and pink. Yeah. So he gets all available trainers that still have Pokemon that are awake. And they go off Darkrai hunting.
0: Right. Ash, Brock, and Dawn were about to go with him, But Tonio holds them back and says that it's probably not Darkrai. Because we get a more enhanced version of that flashback with Tonio and Alice. Apparently Alice was out on a cliff. And she almost falls to her death. But Darkrai catches her and puts her down, because obviously Darkrai liked her grandmother, so of course he would like her too. Tonio's still doing some more research, and finds out that Palkia is to blame, basically, because in that flash of light over the city, Palkia was in it.
1: He super enhanced the video he had of the giant flash. Right. Which doesn't make sense at first. But then eventually realized that that uh, was it drift bloom. No, not drift. Drift Bloom. Drift. Yeah, the drift bloom with the, all the equipment on it. Right. That's his. Yeah. That's And that, he's been recording like everything that's been
0: going on. Yeah. He so, attached a video camera and surveillance equipment to it. It's not like some of
1: the other things where she's like, "Oh, we're gonna go back to this scene that happened earlier in the movie, but we have no way of of actually having that recorded." But we're still going to talking it about anyway.
0: Rebecca's laptop again, aren't you? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Uh, The next scene is the trainers fighting Darkrai, but of course Darkrai puts all of them to sleep. Tonio then explains that Darkrai, whenever he showed up and was angry, was not angry at the villagers or anyone. He was angry at Palkia for being there. Ash and company go to the center of town where Darkrai is actively actually trying to attack Palkia at this point, which was a bad idea. Mind Mm -hmm.
1: you, Palkia is currently invisible above the tower.
0: Right. Um, Invisible and, like, sleeping. Yeah. Or at least regenerating. He's trying to heal himself. Right. From that crack in its shoulder gem thing. And unlike what what Darkrai usually does, this wakes Palkia up. And it's not happy. The first thing it does is it removes that fog that was surrounding the town. (laughs) And that was a bad thing, because... It turns out, behind that fog was just blackness, like black swirling miasma. It was a really creepy space. It's the void. Yeah. Um. All the other Pokemon wake up at this point, and Alberto turns back to normal. So I'm assuming what happened was when Palkia woke up, it cut the connection between the dream world and the real world. Like maybe that. It was just doing that, like, subconsciously as a byproduct of it's trying to repair itself or something. And, yeah, we find out for sure that the town is floating in another dimension. Alice sees that pal, is hurt from all the way from standing in the center of town to the top of the tower. And then the worst happens. (laughs) Dialga shows up, too. Yep. This is where things get bad. Tonio explains that Palcio is probably hiding from Dialga because when those two show up in one place, yeah, no. all they do is yeah, no. fight. It's like the Bloods and the Crips.
1: This plot is very similar to uh, the Deoxys movie.
0: Kind of, yeah.
1: With... Except, you know, greater consequences.
0: Yeah. And apparently Tonio realizes that this is the nightmare Godi was talking about in his diary. Uh, the next thing we see is parts of the city getting langoliered. Like, the edges of the city start to just disappear and disintegrate. Alice then yells at Dialga and Palkia, which accomplishes nothing. <laughs> did, she, did she actually expect it to work, you think? I have no
1: idea. I think it was one of those out-of-frustration things.
0: Yeah, it could have been. She's just pissed. Darkrai does try to get in the middle, kind of like Ash does in the first movie. And it, and it, has, about the, it has about the same effect. Uh, at least he does not turn to stone. No, he gets wrecked. He gets beat to shit. Uh, Alice goes to help him, but Darkrai runs away again. Uh,
1: This is where Tonio starts telling the others more about uh, Goaty's predictions. Right. And they need... Aracion. Aracion. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how... I have that spell all kinds of weird. each time (laughs) I write it. They need Aracion to soothe the beasts.
0: Right. And apparently Erasion is the name of the song Alice's grandmother taught her. The song that she plays on her leaf. And there's also a music disc containing this song that they they go looking for. Alice then has a flashback of her grandmother teaching her the song and telling her that it means prayer, which is how she finds the discs. Because we should mention, there's a place where a bunch of the music discs are being held, like they're giant circles with the discs in them. It's like a
1: giant mural kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, and above that is the mural of, Alicia Alice's grandmother in the garden playing music on her leaf whistle with a bunch of Pokemon surrounding them this somehow gives her the insight to find Aracion because there's a symbol on the back of that picture that she has that has the musical score and that symbol matches up with apparently just one of the music discs and it just so happens to be in the middle circle on the top of the circle
1: now you would have thought if something is going to be an, really a specific important. thing that you know is going to save your entire world or save at least their entire area yeah that you would either make multiples of it or make it not impossible for anyone else to find
0: yeah well the thing is if i was looking for something super important i would probably look The first place I would look is the center of the thing on the top. That's where you place things of importance, in the middle, on the top, and that's where it is. So, I don't know, maybe you put it there thinking what I thought, and then nobody else thought that. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I'll put it in the middle, on the top. So the first place you look, your eye is drawn directly to that. You can't miss it. And, yeah, it's kind of like putting your keys somewhere going, yep, this is where... And then five hours later, you're like, "Oh fuck, I lost my keys." While they're all looking for the the music disc, though, Brock and Joy are evacuating the town. Everyone getting everyone out of the outskirts of town to the center of town because the town's still evaporating away. Man, that I saw that. That
1: kind of sucks because they they have to evacuate towards the center because the edges are dissolving. Right. But in the center, Giada and Pacquiao are fighting. Yeah. So, it's just
0: bad all around. Yeah, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't at that point. Everyone, well, I should say, it's just Ash, Dawn, Tonio, and Alice and their Pokemon all get into the hot air balloon to go up to the place where the music discs get played in the top of the tower. And, obviously... But we should mention that Dialga and Palkia, they're not fighting in the middle of town on the ground. They're fighting in the air still. Of course. Which is why this is even more dangerous.
1: they fly right up by them. Why not? Yeah.
0: And, yeah, they do get, they get winged a few times by Dialga and Palkia. Darkrai tries to protect them, but it doesn't really work. The basket for the hot air balloon gets singed in half, causing Dawn and Ash to fall out. But they end up falling out onto the spiral staircase, so it's not too bad. Uh, the balloon eventually does get hit directly and starts to catch fire I guess and starts to actually go down and uh, Tonio falls out of the balloon and for a good long while we don't see anything after him. Alice waits for the balloon to get lower and then jumps onto the, the bridge into town. Uh, we do find out that Tonio caught his drift blimp drift got got away safe. Uh, Darkrai Gets knocked into the garden, into the pond in the garden. Uh, Brock goes to see if he's okay, but that's really all we see of that. Uh, Ash and Dawn are still trying to. Oh, we should mention uh, for the next few minutes, Ash and Dawn are still climbing the tower, and Dialga and Palkia are fighting. It it cuts to that, those scenes a bunch. Yeah. So yeah. I probably won't mention it a lot. Trainers at this point with the evolve fully evolved starters try to fight the encroaching nothingness which doesn't really do anything they fire their magic
1: missiles into the darkness. yeah i
0: guess yeah i don't understand
1: their logic here they're just shooting like yeah. the places where void is
0: yeah uh, it doesn't make any sense if anything it would make it worse i would think and here tonio says if they collide again this dimension will be destroyed Darkrai then makes a giant bubble because he's a legendary Pokemon and they all have to do that. Which contain both Dialga, Palkia, and the explosion that would have been their two attacks that hit them. But after a little bit, the bubble disappears. Dialga and Palkia attack Darkrai directly. And this is where we get the Ash moment. Because it hits Dialga, or it hits Darkrai. And he disintegrates like the town is doing. And he's gone.
1: Pretty sure he's dead. The way he died, he he was like particleizing. Yeah, he
0: disintegrated. Right after this, though, Ash and Dawn make it to the top of the tower. They try to stick it in the the thing, but it won't fit. It's it's too big. Yeah. Actually, I think it's the the back doesn't match the
1: hole. I think they actually say that it's too big to fit Oh, okay.
0: Uh, But it does fit in the spot in the middle. Which has the same, like, of course etchings. It yeah. It was a really non-issue, really. Yeah. it, so was like, like, oh, it, it doesn't is... fit. Oh, oh, wait, it fits over here. Okay.
1: Why won't Square Pig fit in Circle Hole? Right. Oh, wait, Square Hole.
0: And then they come up with their next problem. There's no power. Oh, no. Whatever will we do if we don't have electricity? Pikachu, what should we do? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm just an electric mouse. So, Pikachu and Pachirisu. Uh, I don't know why Dawn needed to use hers, but I That's left
1: that straight on Pikachu?
0: Well, I mean Minion and Plusel had to do their little thing, so this It, it makes them feel to, good. Yeah. Uh they both use Thunderbolt and obviously this works this is this powers the the music tower, I guess. I don't even know how to describe it. And this causes Diaga and Palkia to stop ta- attacking. The tower then glows gold and like these spines shoot out from everywhere, which was kind of weird looking, and then it, they the, the spines all turn into these giant wings, like these feathery wings. It's a really cool CG effect they use. Yeah, like it's it like looks, most
1: Pokemon CG is kind of iffy at best. It's
0: definitely getting better. It's definitely getting better. And you know, compared to the stupid Pokemon magic we had last week with the tentacles coming out of the special <laughs> to, to make a giant crown yeah these things were pretty pretty cool i liked yeah. it a lot this causes palkia's little gem thing to heal and dialga like oh okay bye and just kind of scoots off uh palkia's gonna leave but ash stops it and it's like hey you asshole what back. the hell yeah put <laughs> this back now you drop it palkia bad and Palkia, yeah, returns Alimos to Earth, I guess, or whatever Pokemon version of Earth it is. It was a weird way to do it, too. Like, it, like, kind of slurps it up in a weird yellow light. <laughs> and everything's back to normal, except Darkrai's still dead. And everyone's grieving over Darkrai. They're all in the, the garden. Just yeah, they like, like on a little
1: balcony in the garden. Yeah. Just overlooking the cliffs.
0: Sobbing about Darkrai's death And then they see a shadow On the cliff face Across from them Of Darkrai And they turn And Darkrai's standing on The Tower On top of the tower That shadow got cast a long way Yeah I, Yeah it was pretty big too Yeah Man. it was Yeah the physics behind it Was probably really bad But it's... I think
1: he was actually in the wall And when they turned He quickly <laughs> yeah. Swooped around And went up there
0: so yay, Dark Ride's alive, and yep. that's it. That's the cr- the credits start rolling. We find out uh, we get to see the contest. That may want or er, I did it. I knew I was going <laughs> to do it eventually. Dawn. dawn, dawn, dawn. Now, yeah, Dawn wanted to go to the go to Alamos for the contest, and we finally actually get to see the contest. She loses. Yep, she loses to the Infernapes trainer. Team Rocket are still sneaking around Alberto's castle, but they get caught. So at least we find out what happens to them, and that's really it. We get a really bad uh, Dark Cry theme song, like called "Living in the Shadows" or something like that, and it sounds like a—it it was pretty cheesy. It, it was like a Christian Linkin Park band <laughs> did it. It was really—it was hilariously bad. Okay, so that's the rise of Dark Cry. So let's get right into our favorites and worst for this week. Alrighty. Without further ado. What was your favorite Pokemon for this week?
1: My favorite Pokemon was the combination of Palkia and Dialga. Really? Yeah. Unlike previous threats and other things, Mm -hmm. this one seemed kind of more terrifying. Yeah, it was legit. I mean, they were described multiple times as deities. Right. Even though they're, I guess, technically not, because there's only one god, Pokemon god. Right. But that doesn't, you know, take away the fact that Reality was dissolving. Like, right. Literally, like, it, you were going to die. Not, you were going to get beat up, they were going to conquer the world, whatever. No, they were just primal forces, and you were yeah. going to get fucked over from fighting.
0: Yeah. Yours? I actually really like Darkrai, because going into this, much like Alberto and the Townsfolk, I thought Darkrai was going to be the antagonist for this movie. And it was nice to see that kind of flipped on its head. The, the dark-type Pokemon is actually the good guy. The one trying to save everyone. So I thought that was really cool. Also, he's not a bad Pokemon. He's not annoying. No, he's, got he's got long spindly legs. He's got weird freaking legs, though. Like, in, I don't think in any of the games you ever see its legs, because it's just floating all the time. But, but yeah. it has got weird legs. Oh, those legs. So what was your least favorite Pokemon in this movie? The unknown. Oh, right. We didn't even mention them. That's how un- important they were.
1: When... The original fighting scenes between Palke and Diago were going were going on.
0: Yeah, in the, in the, the dimension. other dimension. Yeah,
1: every time, or was it roar of time and uh, spatial rend would hit.
0: Yeah,
1: a whole bunch of unknown were being scattered for whatever reason. Yeah, and it just didn't. I don't understand. Like it didn't make sense to me why they were there. Or
0: the only explanation I can think of is the place that they were fighting was a. Like a rift in space time between our dimension or the Pokemon dimension and the dimension that the unknown come from. So every time they collided, they were actually ripping holes in the unknown's dimension that were all spilling out. But that's the only idea I can come up with. Other than that, it's just it doesn't matter. That's probably from the second sense. movie gets launched. Oh straight. no! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's good. I didn't even think of that. You? Licky Licky. <laughs> all right. I'm not a fan of Lickitung to begin with. And. It doesn't work. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Licky. I mean, especially Alberto's version of Licky Licky because he's just kind of a dick, so... I will also accept the Tangle growth. Yeah, but it was there for, like, two scenes, and I can't be that petty. Yeah, they're just Pokemon that are kind of, like, yeah. meh. Okay,
1: so what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene was uh, the world being destroyed, actually. Okay, the uh, line effect? Yeah, I thought that was really neat. Like I said, it, yeah. it, the, the thought... It was...
0: Real stakes. Yeah. yeah, there were real it, stakes in this movie. People uh, could have died. People might have died, and we wouldn't know it.
1: People probably did
0: die. Yeah. You? My favorite scene was the tower wing thing. Basically, Alexander from Final Fantasy yeah, Nine. Yeah, that was good. I thought it was a really nice effect, and for once, stupid Pokemon tech slash stupid Pokemon magic weren't offensive in a movie. So we got to give it kudos for that.
1: Yeah, I was not offended by. Anything in this movie? Yeah, as far yeah. As, as tech and that wise, and I yeah, I hate the, some of the stupid stuff they pull. The,
0: the worst offender would be that leaf thing. Yeah, that, and, that's, and that's stretching. That's that's nitpicking. I think. Yeah. So, what was your least favorite scene?
1: The amount of flashbacks they had during this yeah. movie, not just like flashbacks to the past, but they also had flashbacks to previous scenes. From this movie right. in the
0: movie. Like during when they were grieving over Darkrai's loss, they actually had a flashback of Darkrai dying. Like you needed to be reminded of what happened earlier in this movie. Yeah. Like 20 minutes ago, if that. Or,
1: thing is, I, it, that was a problem with me, but worse yet mm-hmm. is probably um, the entire short. I'm just going to throw this short out
0: again. That's mine. Short under the bus. It it was bad. Yeah, my worst scene was the entire short. And it pisses me off because I could have liked this short if it wasn't for the narrator. Like, the whole training montage would have been pretty cool if it wasn't for the narrator ruining
1: everything. It's like they tried to dumb it down
0: for the viewers this time. Because, yeah, the last few shorts we've seen, especially like the... um, the hide and go seek one with Larvitar and stuff, yeah. where a lot of Pokemon just saying their name as they do, but you got 100%. you understood what they were doing. Yeah, you could understand from context clues, and this one you could have done that too if they had just let you go. It wouldn't have been hard to understand, especially with like the flashbacks and stuff, and Meowth was in there enough to translate, so it would have, it could have been a lot better that short. That, that's why it pisses me off. It's wasted of potential. So, what was your rating for this one?
1: Honestly, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Yeah, it wasn't bad, uh, especially compared to some of the movies we've watched. Yeah, uh, I gave it an ultra ball.
0: Yeah, we're, we're never gonna fucking agree. <laughs> I, gave, I gave it a great ball. It there was nothing for me to just send it over the edge of it, it was. It's a high great ball. If I have to, like great ball plus. Yeah, uh, but it definitely. I would watch it again if someone asked me to. If I had to so would you it, watch the short again no <laughs> i think actually that probably had some effect on my score even I, though it shouldn't have
1: i, I tried to avoid yeah. that if i can but yeah. if i had to include the short with it then i would probably down it yeah.
0: to great ball too but the movie itself was definitely worth watching
1: so. yeah
0: all right that's it for this week so thanks again for listening if you want to get in touch with us you can email us at Gen Zero Podcast at gmail.com. That's G E N, the number zero podcast all together at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, also Gen Zero. Um, you can find us online at genzeropodcast.com And you can find us on iTunes. And if you got a second, if you could rate us and give us a little review on iTunes, that would be great. Until next week, see you later. Later.